This special review episode of New Politics was released on the 6th of January, 2024, and produced on the lands of the Wangal and Wajuk people. Welcome to this special holiday series from New Politics. And until we return for our main schedule, we'll be looking at some of our most popular episodes and the big issues from 2023. But before we go on, just a short promo about our new book, Rising Phoenix, Falling Shadows. And that's a roundup of all the big political issues in 2023. If you are a paid subscriber on Patreon or Substack, you will receive a free ebook version. And if you'd like to purchase the printed version of the book, it's available at online bookshops or on our website at newpolitics.com.au. And of course, this is a good way to support independent journalism. So one of the continuing issues from last year was media reform or the lack of media reform and the influence of News Corporation on politics in Australia and the continuing calls for a Royal Commission into the behaviour of the media and media ownership in Australia. And one of the highlights was when we discussed these issues with the Australian Green Senator, Sarah Hanson-Young, and that was in June last year, but we could have recorded this interview today and it's still as relevant as it was last year. Not much has happened since then, but let's see if these issues gain some more traction in 2024. I think some papers you can recognise as having very strong conservative roots and some very strong Labour roots, Mm. but you can't say that of the sun. I think we're perhaps the only independent newspaper in the business. I've never asked the Prime Minister for anything. I never let my commercial interests, whatever they are, enter into any consideration at elections. I have no commercial interests except the newspaper. I love newspapers. I wanted to make it quite clear that my commercial interests, such as they are, or whatever you want, want to describe them, never came into any consideration on where we stood on issues. Politicians go out of their way to impress people in the press. I think that's part of the democratic process. That's the game. Senator Sarah Hanson-Young, thanks for joining us on New Politics today. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, you've introduced a bill into the Senate to establish an inquiry into the role of News Corporation in Australia's media landscape. Why do you think we need an inquiry right now? Look, we know that there's been so many issues with media diversity in this country. We have a a huge concentration of media ownership. But above and beyond, when you look at the regulations uh, that exist, they are outdated and they're just not fit for purpose. We've got so many fast-changing elements to the media landscape. The public, individuals, the audiences are consuming more news than ever before, but they're consuming it in different ways. And that's happening at the same time as there is a uh, trust deficit. Less people trust the news that they read. They're consuming more of it, but they have, they're, they're sceptical. The, the public interest uh, of what is being published is not always uh, the highest priority as opposed to you know, clickbait or you know this story or that story being able to generate more traffic online. There's so many different elements, but overarchingly, media concentration, 
the stronghold that the Murdoch press and the Murdoch empire has over news in this country and uh, the need for regulation that is fit for purpose and fit for the modern age. Now, in 2021, the former Prime Minister, Kevin Rudd, he initiated a petition calling for a Royal Commission into the Murdoch media, and they managed to gain 500,000 signatures. That's the biggest petition ever to present it to a government. Kevin Rudd has now been appointed as ambassador to the United States, and it looks like Malcolm Turnbull has now taken up the cause of that petition. And they've been very vocal critics of the Murdoch empire recently, but when they were actually in office, they did nothing about it. And we've got that very peculiar situation in Australian politics where potential prime ministers go off to New York to meet with Rupert Murdoch to essentially get his seal of approval. So we've got that conundrum where political leaders do nothing when they've got the power to do something about media reform. And then they make all the noises about problems with diversity in the media and concentration of media ownership and media behaviour when they haven't got the power to do anything about it. But do you think this situation highlights that media reform is probably a little bit too difficult for governments to achieve, especially when they don't want to attract the types of headlines that have got the potential to destroy their government? Well, I think that's the, you've hit the nail on the head, right? It, it is ironic, isn't it, that the the two key people that have kind of stuck their head up in relation to the power and the, you know, the negative impact uh, that the Murdoch uh, machine has had on democracy of late is, of course, Kevin Rudd and Malcolm Turnbull. And you know, both of them uh, have said uh, very openly to me and uh, the Senate inquiry that I chaired a year or so ago that they were scared. They were afraid of standing up and calling out uh, the undue influence of the Murdoch press when they were prime ministers. And this is the problem. This is the issue that we have. We know we need media reform. Uh, the current rules and regulations are not fit for purpose. There is a huge uh, reluctance to take on the extraordinary unfettered power of uh, Rupert Murdoch and his media empire, and yet uh, virtually crickets from members of parliament when, they, when they're in government. So we do need a way forward. I, I, this is partly why a royal commission, I believe, is the pathway through this, because we need to elevate and shine a light on the terrible things that the Murdoch press have done and that the the power and influence that Rupert and his machine has. Uh, we've seen those extraordinary, extraordinary briefs of evidence come out in the US in relation to the role of Fox News uh, and the Capital Six riots, uh, the, um, the, the, the promotion and spreading of those conspiracy theories and lies from murder, uh, from uh, Donald Trump in relation to uh, the election result. And it is just extraordinary, not to mention uh, the biggest threat facing uh, humanity right now, which of course is the climate crisis and just how strongly uh, the Murdoch machine has infiltrated and played a negative role in governments around the world, not just in Australia, response to the climate challenge. Um, it needs to be exposed, but in order to fix it, uh, you need to build both the expectation of the community and to ensure that governments themselves are not the ones 
just leading the charge because if it's left to the Prime Minister of the day or the Communications Minister of the day, I can tell you what, it won't happen. And I, I, can't, I can't believe the things that members of parliament or from all sides say to me about the frustration they have with the undue influence of the Murdoch press. But, you know, try as you might to get them to say it on the record, they're too scared. Now, you've mentioned the trust in the media and trust in journalism is at an all-time low, and we always have to be looking out for solutions and making improvements, of course, but I don't think it's a case where all news journalism is terrible and bad. We did have an excellent example of that last week with the nine media reporting of Ben Robert Smith and uncovering what the SAS got up to in Afghanistan. And then, of course, as a rebuttal to all of that, we had the situation where these revelations were condemned by News Corporation and suggesting that it's the result of everything in Australia going woke. But what are the solutions here? What can actually be done to increase the level of trust in media and trust in journalism? Well, I think you're right. Not all um, journalism is equal. And that extraordinary courage and forthrightness of uh, the nine reporters to hold Ben Robert Smith to account, to hold firm in the face of that huge, extraordinarily expensive defamation court case, uh, only to be found by the judge as correct. And uh, you know that was a win for public interest journalism, an absolute win for public interest journalism. Uh, I know what side of that debate I'd prefer to be on, uh, the side of truth, and, uh, and public interest journalism and the right for the public and the community to know. So it is important, but what do we do about it? Well, I think, as I said, there, there needs to be uh, regulations that hold powerful media interests to account. And right now we don't have that. Uh, we don't have a system that deals with complaints in a fair or effective manner. Uh, the Press Council is effectively a a branch of News Corp. It does very little. Uh, we'll never you'll never get a just outcome through that. The AMCA, the ACMA, the government regulator, has absolutely no teeth and no spine. Uh, it is totally bogged down in so much bureaucracy that it is it is youth, useless and toothless. And then we've got defamation laws, of course, in the country, which. As somebody who's been through the defamation process, when it works uh, well in defending an individual's right to protection, it can work. But too often it is used to silence what is in the public interest. And I think, then, of course, uh, we need reform in that space as well. Now, it does seem that everyone does get attacked by news corporation, progressive politicians, people of colour that they don't like, women that they don't like, generally anyone or anybody that doesn't share their political agenda or if they're not conservative enough. But it seems that news corporation has reserved a special level of disdain for the ABC and it's been going on since around 1932 and you just wonder how much longer can they keep (laughs) doing this for but at the recent Senate hearings you asked management from the ABC why they keep inviting news corporation journalists to appear on their political discussion programs when the main agenda that news corporation seems to have is to destroy the ABC and this to me seems like a very very strange anomaly but is this an issue that also needs to be looked at as well? Well, of course, any part of uh, a strong media landscape uh, must include a strong uh, 
uh, and fearless public broadcaster. And uh, they must be able to be independent and fearless uh, in the face of government uh, and political criticism, but also in the face of the, the, the politics within the media landscape itself. The ABC has been browbeaten by News Corp. It has been a deliberate attack and campaign to diminish the public broadcaster, to undermine uh, the public's trust, to undermine the political efficiency and effectiveness of the ABC, and to ensure that it's News Corp that always gets the last say. And it's time that the ABC stood up. It's time that the ABC stopped allowing itself to be talked down, attacked and undermined by Rupert Murdoch and his media empire. It's a business model for them. News Corp go out of their way to set the ABC up, to attack them, to drag them down, to uh, attack anyone who defends the public broadcaster. And um, it's time that the ABC said enough is enough. So just to wrap up, because the time does go pretty quickly, what would be an ideal media landscape in Australia? And if we do end up with more regulations, how do we balance up that idea of freedom of the press, freedom of the media, and a tighter control on media behaviour? Mm. And what's the bigger issue here? Is it is media concentration the issue? Should we have more independent journalism? Or is it the lack of regulation that's the issue? Or is, or is it a combination of all of these issues? It's a, definitely a combination of all of these issues. But what we have with such a huge media concentration and stronghold of, of Murdoch in particular over daily metros, uh, regional uh, newspapers, and now their foxification of the only other 24-hour news station in this country, that being Sky News, which, of course is now able to be seen on free-to-air in many parts uh, across the country. And when you don't have regulation that's fit for purpose, when you don't have a regulator that can do their job properly and hold media agencies to account for pushing misinformation, disinformation and undermining the public interest, then it's a toxic cocktail. It works for Rupert Murdoch's business model, uh, but it doesn't work for the public's right to good quality, local and trustworthy news and journalism. And that's my concern, that we need a strong, robust media landscape to keep our democracy strong, to keep our democracy effective, to ensure that it is uh, delivering uh, what our communities need. And uh, when you look at other models around the world in the Nordic countries, uh, they have tried to grapple with this issue by having strong public broadcasters. There is the commercial sector and there is support for smaller and independent media so you get that diversity. But all of them, both the public broadcaster and the commercial and independent sectors, are all under the same regulator and paid for in a way that it's, that it's kind of co-funding from both the private and the public sector. And so therefore it's in everyone's interest to be doing uh, the right thing, to lift the quality of news rather than going to the lowest common denominator. And that's, that's the problem we have here. It's in News Corp's interest that everyone gets dragged down. 
It makes journalism cheaper for them. It means that the business model uh, doesn't have to be about news. It's simply about making money. It's not in the public interest. And if they can drag everybody else down to the lowest common denominator, then they win. And that's what they have set out to do. And sadly, unless we turn the tables, unless we have something like a Royal Commission to help drive, expose and drive reform, it's going to be more of the same. Senator Sarah Hanson-Young, thanks for joining us today and thanks for your time. Thanks, Eddie. That was the Australian Green Senator, Sarah Hanson-Young, discussing why we need media reform and why we need an inquiry into the media landscape in Australia. Thanks for listening in to New Politics, and we'll see you again soon.